Hi there, and thanks for listening to Sheem Satira's podcast series, Sounds Like Folk. My name is Joanne Barry, and I'm the Repertory Director with the National Folk Theatre at Sheem Satira. My involvement with Shimsa began as a nine-year-old child and I've been working with the company as a performer, teacher and all-round folkie for the last 15 years. Despite the current restrictions, the creative impulse to swap our stories and engage with our audiences remains. I hope you enjoy this new way of Bohan Teacht, or gathering together, allowing a window into Shimsa Tira, which itself was born from a coming together of like-minded people, a place where ideas and stories are celebrated. On this episode, I get to talk to my friend and former colleague, Robert Heaslip, a Tralee-born dancer and choreographer. Robert works across Ireland and Scotland and began his career with Shame Satira, going on to train at both the Scottish School of Contemporary Dance and the University of Limerick. Enjoy the chat. Hello, Rob. Hi. How, How are, are you? you? I'm good. I'm good. Good. It's lovely to see you. And thanks you for joining too. us. Thank you for having me. On our first, the first episode of our second series of Sounds Like Folk. Um, so Rob Heaslip is uh, live here on Zoom uh, from Scotland, lives in <laughs> Scotland now. He is a truly born uh, choreographer and is now resident just outside Edinburgh. We might just go back to the start, Rob, of uh, you as a dancer, because we worked together in Chiamsa in the core company for a while. Yeah. Uh, but you've done lots of other uh, different things uh, since then and studied in different places. So even as a child um, with Irish dance, what age were you when you began? Uh, I think it was about nine. I was about nine years old, and I, rem- I remember the moment it was decided for me, actually. Okay. <laughs> I was in the front garden of my parents' house um, in Chile, and uh, my grandmother was, they had just announced he'll start the Irish dancing now. And uh, I was taken down to Jimmy Smith. Yeah. And I believe, I, yeah, I think it was a Saturday. And I can remember him eyeing me up and down from the corner. And I remember like the benches around the side of the room. And I remember um, silly things like I had a pair of orange socks on because he made me take my shoes off and uh, teach me the one, two, threes and learn the one, two, threes. And basically it was decided, yeah, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll take him. (laughs) I think was the conversation. And that was that was it. That was the start of uh, I'm now I'm now 39. So 30 years later, I'm still. I'm still doing it. Do you think that, like, do you remember thinking, oh yeah, this is for me when you started learning the harder stuff and did, because I know, you know, myself included, there's some people with Irish dancing. I had this real sort of battle with Irish dancing because I loved it, but I didn't want to do the competitive stuff. I didn't want to do the fetches, but then she kind of sat in that, in that happy place, even as a kid learning. Yeah. 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 I never, I never got into the fetch scene. Mm. I, I think I remember doing, you know, Dulka's house. Intrally, and I remember one or two out in, on the stall, but 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 that was it. That was it. And I th- I think I um I remember doing the set dancing on the Saturday, and I remember loving that. Yes. Absolutely loving that. Um, but it never. Yeah, I I think because then I I I auditioned for Fnuig, and then I did Fnuig, and I think that very quickly took over, and I I think it was mainly finding the joy joy in that yes um but i thought i suppose the answer to that question now is actually so i'm going to volunteer some information which is okay. which is good for this yeah so i i actually i didn't pass my finuig audition 
Okay. So just, when, for, just for people listening who don't know, Fanuig is one of our training centers yeah. um, in North Kerry that we we all kind of auditioned for, and you spent three years training. Yeah. But yeah. you didn't you didn't make the cut the first time. I didn't make the cut the first time, and <laughs> I remember and I remember being devastated. Like I can remember sitting on the stairs, getting my letter, and having to come downstairs to my mom and dad and tell them I didn't get it. And my my dad, I can remember my dad just being, "How are you going to tell your grandmother?" Oh my goodness. Because you know, my grandmother was like my grandmother lived for Shimsa. Of you know, course. my my aunt is a step dancer, my uncle was in Shimsa. Yeah, I mean with with the surname like Heaslip, her family yeah, was in, yeah. embedded. Of course, like the black sheep. You're embedded. In, yeah. But you're embedded in Shimsa. Yeah, 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 we are. It's def it's definitely part of the fabric of, yeah, of family. the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely it definitely is. Um, but I, so when I didn't get my audition, I stopped Irish dancing. Oh, no. I'd say poor, poor Jimmy Smith was like, where, where is he gone? You know, kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember being, being deeply, deeply disappointed. And it was, it was certainly that moment of like realizing how much I wanted it mm. when I didn't get it, mm. you know? And I think like, I obviously didn't, I didn't get, I didn't make the cut. And, you know, like I direct my own company now. So I understand when people don't make the cut, they don't make the cut. Yeah. And that's but as a child, that's a hard thing to take. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah, very hard. So I, I abandoned all, all Irish, Irish dancing, and I stopped it for a few years. And I remember it was around the the junior search year, so I must have been what sixteen, I'd say sixteen. Mm -hmm. So I, I joined Tree Musical Society, and I remember at that at a point, then I realised that Oliver Hurley was the director of Shoot the Tira, and my brain went, okay, you know, okay. And I, I remember, you know, doing a couple of shows with. Tree Musical Society and and I just I I don't know I just got the gumption and I I approached Oliver and I said I know I failed my first audition but I would really like to try again brilliant yeah yeah and he he came, he said yeah come down you'll need to you'll need to you know if you remember any steps you need to do some and uh, some singing so I took way into uh, like a, a singing tutorial with um, a, a singing teacher in Tralee yeah so I went all out like I was far more prepared the second time yeah. round. But I remember coming down to the building and uh, yeah, all, I think it was Oliver and Jonathan and they took me down to the rehearsal room and I had my, uh, I remember they kind of, they kind of went very quickly through the, the scales, sing a song, um, a bit of Irish dancing. And then, then it was this thing of, right, we're going to do some contemporary. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what's contemporary? You know, this well, yeah, I was just going to ask you, like, was contemporary dance on your radar no, at all? No, no, not at all. And I remember I, I they, they made me do a piece of Clown Lear rep. Mm. And I obviously, made, I obviously made an impression because they were like, they said, go up to the, go up to the, the foyer and we'll be with you in a couple of minutes. And they came up and basically there, and then they were like, you're in kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and then it was the, the, the polar opposite. Then I went straight down to my grandmother's house and I was like, I'm in, I'm in. And bless her, the first thing she did was she brought me down to, um, is it Walsh Brothers? It's Walsh Brothers. Yeah. And said, my grandson needs a set of Irish dancing shoes. Oh, that's a memory. She bought, she bought me my first pair of uh, like professional Irish dancing shoes. Oh. And I, again, I, I'm such a romantic, but I still have them. You know, oh. I, I had them in a bag and I hold on to them. Yeah. Um, so that was, you know, I, 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 I had that, that, that checkered past kind of thing. But <laughs> it's definitely, it definitely made me appreciate, like, I remember, I remember then coming into the building to, to meet the company and to start learning things and just being like, 
I, you know, I absolutely want this. I want this. I want this. I want this. So yeah. And you slotted into the advanced class, obviously, and then into the season after that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, it was it was a bit surreal because I came I came into the first season and I was I was cast in Clown Lear as like a swan in my first season, yeah. and I remember thinking, this 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 is great, but this this is hard, you know. And yeah, because um, just a, a little bit of background on Clown Lear. Clown Lear is the story of the Children of Lear. It's one of the shows that's in our rep. We haven't done it in a while, but it's still there. But the four swans, the, the four dancers who dance the part of the four swans never leave the stage for two hours. And it was choreographed by Mary Noonan um, from, uh, from Limerick UL. And it's to, I think it's one of those parts in Chimsa where if you get to that role, it's almost like, okay, you know, it's it's kind of one of those pinnacle roles. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's 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 hard. And I, I remember learning it and just thinking this 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 is not this is not Irish dancing. This is really, really hard. And being really intimidated, you know, I was I was amongst like Anne and Honor, you know, and Jonathan, but you know, just kind of going, Oh, okay, this 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 is happening. I'm doing real. This. You know, yeah, yeah, this is real. And I know I have to say, like, and I remember them being very good to me and very generous and just being, you know, you'll, you'll be fine. You can do this. Mm. Um, but yeah, like you said, um, yeah, once once we got on the stage, we never left. And, you know, when you're I think I must have been about yeah, 17, I suppose, like, you know, very, very intimidating, very difficult, very physically demanding. Indeed. I remember you, you know you, if you remember the costumes they were they were layered they were really heavy costumes and the, the sweat and the steam used to be coming off us on you know for the interval but I loved it you know and that and, and you know I suppose we'll, we'll probably get on to you know important moments in, mm. in in our lives and stuff my professional life but that was one of them as well because I remember thinking I love this mm. I love this this is Clown Lear is the show that has stayed with me since yeah. you know of Correct. all my of all my scenes to show, like I, I love, I love Sanam for though, you know, and I loved, I loved Elon, you know, because I was part of the, the the creative process with Elon, so that was fabulous for me. Yeah. Um, but Clown Lear was the was yeah. was the piece, yeah, 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 I absolutely adored it. It's a beautiful yeah. show, yeah. sure, yeah. and kind of timeless as well. Yeah. Um. So after um getting onto the seasons and leaving school and all this, mm. where where did your where did your path go next? So. When I let, uh, so I went to university, I studied languages and cultural studies. I did that for four years. And then throughout all that time, I was, it was, that was when we made Ilan. So I was, I was still working. And I remember having to travel up and down. Yeah. And, um, and then after that, so I graduated and then I went straight into the master's in dance performance in UL. UL. Okay. So I did my master's for a year. And, Again, I, I finished that and then I came back to join the core group, so the professional company. That's right. I was there. And I think we were back at the same time because I sure. think we, we were both like, I remember you, you were like, I've been here, wow, what, I've been part of this company for ages, but I'm now part of the professional company. And then I was like, okay, we're kind of similar, but we're, but we're you know, diff, different yeah. entries and whatnot. Yeah. But uh, I remember, you know, I was there for a year, but I, I, I then decided, you know what, I, I want to go away and formally train. And so I ended up in uh, the Scottish School of Contemporary Dance in Dundee, mm -hmm. um, and that was 2005. Wow! And yeah, and I've been I've been here ever since. You know, mm -hmm. just kind of. So I, I yeah. So that was a three a three year course, fully trained, 
Yeah, because uh, I suppose you you would have got a taste or what was what is great about Shamesa too is it doesn't just stick to Irish dance. We've had a lot of opportunities to work with different choreographers yeah, and yeah. and learn an awful lot from different yeah, choreographers. Yeah, and yeah. I think Elon was really as as well as Clown Lair, Elon with Cindy Cummings was a really pivotal moment for me as well, just in terms of movement and dance yeah. and how to move and how to how to yeah. connect really strongly with with the body. Yeah, yeah, Cindy, Cindy was incredible. I remember Cindy, yeah, I think she actually she pulled me aside and she was just like, you, you need to get into this. You're, you're good at this, you know, you can, yeah. you can really do this. And Brilliant. I, I remember, you know, and it was things, you know, like we, taking us to the floor, you know, Cindy's floor work was just absolutely phenomenal, you know. Um, and do you remember, do you remember Maggie Harvey was there? The yes. year? Yeah, yeah. And I remember watching her improvise. And yeah, yeah, it was, I mean, it was a great year. I, I, I remember coming into the studio every day, just thirsty for Cindy's warm up. You know, you know, we used to go up and down the floor. Yes, the, the mind body stuff was amazing. Yeah, incredible. So physically strong as well. And Absolutely. do you remember, do you remember when um, we had this kind of moment where we were a little bit like, oh, how do we put the two together, the, the Irish Steph Monics and, the, yeah. and Anne said, I'll always remember this moment, Anne said, well, you know, Cindy, we count everything. And she was like, oh, okay, let's count. <laughs> Because an awful lot, sometimes, I'm not sure if it's the same, but an awful lot of contemporary dances, there's phrases and there's, you know, breath work and all this yeah. kind of stuff. But, but Cindy was, and Cindy was trying to kind of translate that for us. But the minute she said, oh, so let's just count. Count, yeah. <laughs> the thing, you know? Yeah. And it was, it was revolutionary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I, re I remember the, the, I suppose, the styles coming together. And, you know, the, certainly the, the storm scene in in Ilan, you know, that really, really big ensemble, swathes of movement, and I, I remember, yeah, I can still remember there was a lot, there was a lot of turns going on, and, you know, the technique behind that, and Cindy being really generous with how to stay yeah. grounded, but really embrace the flight of it, you know, yeah. and I could, I can still remember, you know, like the costume, they were they were moving and swirling, but what, like, what a great scene, and for that to have come from like a meeting of you know Monix and and Cindy. Yes. You know, and for us to really benefit from that. And, yeah, and she really understood Monix as well, I think, you know, because she came, she has that tap dance background yeah. as well. Yeah. I think she really married yeah. the two really, really. And, and as you said about the storm sequence in Elon, just so pleasurable to dance yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. were like just so lucky. Yeah. So yeah. Lucky. yeah. yeah. Um, I just want to go back to um, the fact that you've studied languages as well, because yeah. I know this is something that really informs your work. And it's something that I was lucky enough to, to come over and do some research and development. And we talked about language and the Gaelic, we did, we the did, Gaelic we did. Scottish uh, yeah, songs and yeah, all that. It was did. amazing. But, you know, you often say there's Irish language, there's French, there's Scots Gaelic, mm. and then there's the language of dance. And that's a really cool kind of place to come from, I guess, when you're when you're making work. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I like to think of you know, in the studio when I'm making, like the language is definitely a source. Um, and just recently, I, you know, my, my most recent piece had had singing, live singing for the first time. And that alone was an experience and yes. a, a learning curve for me, you know. But I, I what I'm really interested in is, and I, I, this is something I've been trying to articulate for quite a few years, actually. And each time I do it, it evolves. But trying to talk about how you can, you can, have the language present as part of the Irish language with Scots Gaelic, you know, um, present as part of the process, but that it's it's finding a way for dance 
to to kind of be the catalyst for people to to access the language without necessarily knowing because i think a lot of, a lot of people they take a step back and what you want to do is just bring people to take a step forward so what what i like to do is i i kind of look at everything that wraps around the language so and that's you know and that's the rites and the rituals and the culture and the landscape that wraps around you know the Gaeldom, we'll say, as, as, some, as someone calls it. And I find people are a lot more receptive to that. And it's a really, it's a really great way for people to, to go, oh, I, I understand the context in which the language exists now. So it's a bit easier for me to kind of address it and, and listen to it and interact with it as, as part of performance. So, you know, I, I mean, I can give an example, like the, the, the first, so I'm doing, I'm doing a trilogy and the first work is Endling and its rituals surrounding death. And basically, I went away and did a lot of research around what what rituals or like funeral rituals are there on the west coast of Scotland and in Ireland, you know, where where the Gael communities are. And just just taking that alone, you know, taking the actions, taking the, the religious aspects, the iconography, um, because they're what they're also they interact with the language on a daily basis. And so by I suppose in a way I by weaving them into like choreographic tasks, they become choreography, those actions. It's almost a physical representation of the language. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's, I suppose it's, it's a different way from, you know, because she, I think Shimsa does that. Shimsa has the language on stage mm -hmm. and there's a physicality to Shimsa that really translates. And, you know, the way people move through song, the way people move through actions and stuff. Um, I think for me, I, because my, my, choreo my choreography, my partner work is so complex. I have to really break that down and then build it layer by layer by layer by layer. So what you're seeing is contemporary dance, but it's actually, you know, I, I'm able to trace the lineage of all that choreography right back to a simple paragraph that describes a ritual that takes place in a, like an Irish language speaking household somewhere in the West of Ireland, you know? So it really, really like evolving something and trying to, hold the language up without actually like put it being it being the first thing that people meet yes. people going I don't understand yeah so kinda, you know come, not coming in the back door because I don't ever want to say I say I circumvent the language it's definitely always there mm -hmm. but I, I think this kind of thing of what what is surrounding it what is like the soft stuff we can get to that people are comfortable with mm -hmm. and then we bring them to the language yeah rather than it being like a language lesson as yeah you yeah absolutely well i i love the way you describe how you you sort of use the language to bring them into that world yeah yeah it's a lovely yeah. way of describing it yeah there, and there's so much like there's so there's so much out there i i, I remember you know I, I i got i got some funding once um to research cultural heritage like intangible cultural heritage the singing and the dancing and i remember coming down to the archives in in shimsa but also the um the National Folklore Collection up in Dublin. And I remember just thinking, this, this is huge. This, like this is, this is vast, you know, this, this one room in Shimsa and this, 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 this department in, in UCD, just like, just going, this is all, all the folklore that has been collected in Ireland. And yeah, it's just, it's just here available to people. And I, I was going through it and some of it was just so, so old but what was really nice was that some of it was also so new mm. and it's so nice to see that it, it it's you know because i always say to people i often think that people think that folk is a very static 
black and white photo on a museum wall. And I'm just like, it's like, it re- like you're living it, you're living it right now. That, you know, whatever we do right now in 200 years time will be folk. Like it's, it's so fluid, you know, and it's, it, there's nothing static about it. And I think that's what, that's probably why I enjoy seeing it on this, on the stage as well, because it is, it is the movement of people. It is the words of people, you know, and that when you put that into performance, it's very real and it, it's there and it's anchored to something that we identify with. Um, I'm part yeah. of who we are. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You were talking. Think- yeah, you know, someone, sorry, Rob, but someone um, I was talking to, speaking to Anya Moynihan yesterday um, on the phone, and we were just talking about different things, and she she was talking about the idea of, of shimsa or folk or that kind of work as a living tradition, which is mm. a gorgeous way of describing it. Yeah. And as you say, it's living. And I think that's what's, what I love about what you have done. You know, you you are a true sort of shimsa, shimsa person. You know, you were came up through the system you performed mm. the shows you you know what the ethos is yeah and you went off and you and you explored your own work as an artist but but i think you've really embraced that notion of folk mm. and i think i'm not sure if this is correct or not but has that been easier to do because you've been in some place like scotland Me- meaning scotland is really similar or because no, I've yeah, in, terms of, in terms of the yeah both that that they have traditions sort of similar to ours yeah. and that would it be, you know, I suppose what I'm trying to get to is this notion of home and place, because I know that you miss home a lot. <laughs> so, you know, we've had these conversations yeah, in yeah. about, you know, what it means and, mm, and that yeah. connection to home. And, and I've experienced that. Like I haven't lived in London mm. and almost been called back, you know, yeah. I have to go home. I, I can't. Yeah. I can't exist unless I'm yeah. near the coast. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, funny. it's funny you say that because only recently I said to someone, I've never lived so far inland because the town we've moved to is inland. And, and we used to live near the coast. Yes. And I remember thinking, I have, I have always lived within a stone's throw of salt water. Yeah, yeah. And it's a bit surreal coming, yeah. coming inland, yeah, yeah. It does, I, you, it does something to your head, I think. Yeah, not yeah. To, I, not to be negative about it, but it does take your head to different places. It does, it does, it does, yeah, yeah. I, I think, like, we're, we're, we're really lucky in the sense of, you know, we, like, we come from a really beautiful part of the world. Yeah. Um, I I think it, in terms of, in terms of Scotland, yeah, I I, I do miss home. Hmm. But interesting enough, I I I always I always see you know the this part of, like Scotland is is like it's like another Ireland. It's very great, but it is also different. Yeah. But the the the, the closest to home I felt in Scotland has actually been on the west coast of Scotland. You know, and I visited um, Solmorostig, which is the Gaelic college. Yeah. Oh, up yeah. in the Isle of Skye and I remember like the people and the landscape and I was just going oh yeah this is okay this is home this I I, I get it and I remember chatting with one or two Scots and I you know I said to them I was like oh this this is really like where I'm from and they were like yeah this this is the bit on the west coast of Scotland that people go okay this this is really similar like the 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 colors yeah. the the way people interact with each other the slow moving pace of things mm-hmm the like the yeah i don't know i i i thought so i would get i would probably get a bit too deep into things if i if i go into it but there's yeah there's certain there's there's a similarity that is deeper than the flesh yeah. with people on the west mm-hmm. of scotland and and ireland and i really felt i i really felt i had a connection to that specific place and i remember 
the the sun hitting the water because you know as the west coast there's water everywhere in the west coast of scotland you know and like dramatic hills you just think this is this is west kerry kind of thing yeah. you know yeah. yeah no absolutely yeah 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 um but work-wise yeah it's very it's it it is very similar um i would say that there for me i said i said to someone recently I, I was like having one of these conversations about work and i said to someone i was like it's very strange feeling because i put my finger on something that was bothering me yeah. and i said to him i was like i was like i've realized that i've been making work about ireland living in scotland and that was quite a big thing. And I, I you know, I was thinking to myself, God, I, I really do miss home that much. Mm. And I, I think I, I my, it's through my work, I try to, I try to replicate that, that feeling of, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to say Irishness because it's, it's the wrong thing, but that feeling of home away from home. Yes. And, there, and, but because, because the cultures are so similar, there's a lot of blurring. And there can be a lot of borrowing, which which is a great thing, mm. but equally, there then there is that gap. I think it's my work is that gap that I'm trying to fill. Yes, yes. And yeah, it's it's trying to I suppose, but I don't think I'm trying to replicate what Shimsa do because I love what Shimsa does, and I think I want to put my own yeah. lens on that, you know. And I think I I have something different. I'm coming in from a different direction. But I still think we're we're almost trying to accomplish the same things. It's to you know it's to show people that there's like life and breath in in what we do. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think you yeah. you have done that in your work as well. And I think that's why it's exciting to talk to somebody like you who, as I said before, is embedded in the teams of family, but mm. now working as a choreographer in, yeah. in a yeah. way. And I'd love to talk a bit about the the breadth of all the work you've done. Okay. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, so your first, your very first, and just before I ask you that, actually, to what extent did you work for other choreographers before you set up um, Rob Heaslip Dance? Did you do a lot of other work? Um, I, I did. I, 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 well, I actually create my first work. I created fresh out of dance school okay. because I had I had started it as an end of end of graduation project yes. and I, I kept it going and I, I, I very quickly established myself as a maker um, and then I my my first my first in professional employ, employment as a contemporary dancer would say was with John Scott oh, I did yeah. I did a tour, tour in Ireland because I think I, I had a spell of coming home quite a lot but then I ended up I ended up staying staying over here for a bit more than expected yeah um, but yeah I I, I did. I, I worked for people. I, I did. I did the touring. I did the international touring. I did the, the small projects, the large projects, the workshops. You know, I, I did. I did all that. But I think I kept coming back to making because I like I was saying earlier, I think I, I'm making in order to fill that gap of, of missing home. And it, and it was important to me. I always knew I always knew that the work I was making was important to me because I'm aware, I'm aware that you know globalization you know everyone is getting caught up in this one like macro culture and and i think it goes back to my my degree in languages and cultural studies you know i recognize the importance of mm. cultural diversity and i feel like the work i make it is 
is my contribution, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm part of the diaspora, you know, so it's, it's my contribution to Irish culture on a, on a global scale. And, you, and, you know, I think everybody, everybody celebrates modern Irish identity and, you know, modern Irish society, for me, I'm very proud of the accomplishments we've, we've done, you know, in the past, you know, with equality, you know, and women's yeah. rights and stuff really coming forward in that. And I'm, I remember being like so, so proud to be Irish on those occasions. Yes. And so I feel like this is, this is my way of contributing to that, you know, seeing, seeing what we do and our culture and our language and our landscape and showing it to people in, through this artistic fashion that people can, you know, sit back and just, just get a little taste of what we as a, as a nation with such rich cultural heritage has to offer and 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 again for it to not be that black and white photo on the wall it's very much this living breathing yeah. pulsing colorful thing you know absolutely colorful yeah. um yeah that that's probably that's 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 probably another question to do with like yeah. colors and like things things on stage and stuff but uh Lovely. yeah so your yeah. first your very first work um and i think if i'm right represented kind of a pivotal moment for you as well in mm. terms of your shimsa the shimsa voice in your head as yeah well. Yeah, yeah. So my first, my first work was Mehel, which for people who don't know translates as like a sense of community or you know coming together to accomplish a task. Yes. Um, so uh, it was it was an ensemble piece. Um, I really I think you know I had set the bar high for myself. You know I had I was really lucky to work with incredible dancers and very very complex choreography for someone coming fresh out of college. You know, um, but the 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 hook with Mehel was that I I wanted to use so I wanted to use the Irish language in, in the work you know and I remember approaching Shimsa I asked because there's a song in Ilan it's Maan Van which is uh, a female chorus which you know you sing <laughs> you know all about that yeah 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 <laughs> and I and I, I always I always uh, I remember I remembered like. Uh, standing on the side of of you, you all singing this, and I, I always remember everyone used to be very quiet when you all sang that because it was very beautiful, and I think it was one of those songs that always drew, drew respect. You know, even you know it's the craziness that's going on. You know, the amount of effort that goes into effortlessness in performance. You know, but you kind of think the craziness backstage or you know on stage, and just thinking every time how quiet we all went when you all sang that. And I always, lo I always loved that song, you know, and it opened the second act uh, uh, in Ilan, you know, after the interval. And what, I always thought, what an opener. So I asked for that song. So I emailed Shimsa and I said, can I please have this song? Because I would like to use it. And I did. And I, I remember playing it because I was talking about it for a while in the studio. And, you know, and people, my, they, they knew me, you know, they were like, He's such a romantic. He's done, you know, with these, these Irish songs and he's lilt and he's going around going, you know, Irish this and Irish that. Um, and then I played it. And that and shut I, them up. That shut them up. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember they all they all just kind of stood there and just went, and you know all these people singing. And I was like, yeah, I, I know every one of them. Mm. And uh, they were like, that's that. So they were they were blown away. They were blown away. And I, I and I, I a lot of a lot of the feedback I got for that show was because Ismael Van also opens opens Mehel, mm. and all, everything that that people came away with was the the opening solo to that, mm. with 
with the music. So it was a, a single dancer and beautiful, beautiful dancer. Um, really, you know, incredible facility, incredible technique. There was basically nothing she couldn't do, you know, but to, to, to really to have worked with me to create choreography that really worked with the musicality of that song. Um, and yeah, and it was just a very solemn opening for, you know, for things that led into, you know, a build up and a, a, yeah. a, a quite an energetic piece. And it's still, it's still to this day, one of my, one of my proudest achievements to, because it was, it was, it was my first and it was, and for it to, to have gotten such feedback and for it to still be remembered to this day, people yeah. talk about, you know, Great. the solo um, with the music and stuff. So that was, yeah, that was, that was a pretty magical uh, moment. Is Rob's because you you quite prolific and you've made a lot of ensemble work um was there a moment ever I'm sure there was because if you're like me you know there's plenty of moments but was there a moment as this choreographer as this director of this company and you're making your show and everything's rolling along and then mm. you, you know there are there's there's a moment that oh my god I've underestimated the scale of this or I've underestimated the task or you know yeah, you're yeah. nothing. You're nothing. I'm nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was there recently. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I would say, I would say, Endling, my my most recent work. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was it was a huge undertaking, um, and it was it it it, mar it marked a moment, a very personal and professional moment where I really brought my. It it, it was that moment where I I had brought that desire to, to create a piece of home onto the stage. I'd really brought it to the stage. Mm -hmm. I had hired Irish performers and Scottish performers and one or two other international performers. And I remember just going, okay, this, this is what I would like. And these are the bits I would like to use. And, you know, even and, you know, Bridget McCarthy, my dramaturg, who you know, yes. just kind of, I remember just kind of going, this, this is a lot, you know, are you, are you sure? And I, I remember going, yeah, 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 I want, I want it, I want it all. And of course, now I know that it was too much. You know, there, it was a show full of, full of everything. Yes. And I now know that it was, you know, there's lots of different things to un unpack. And, you know, the, the, the show, it is what it is. It, when you make it, it is what it is. And that's, you, you, give, you give it its merit. Um, yeah. But I actually, I, I, and I, where it came from, and this is where I remember a moment with you when I invited you over, um, and you, you sitting me down actually, and we were talking about how to 
merge, but then also separate when it's appropriate, the personal from the artistic vision. And I remember we, you, we, you know, you helping me realize that this is deeply personal, mm. and that I was, I was getting blurry in what, what was important to me, and what was important to the work. And I think that's that was a lesson I learned with Endling because it, it carried over into Endling. Yes. And I remember having conversations with with Bridget, and you know, and I said, no, 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 this is really important. I really, really want this. Yes. And she's like, yeah, you really want it. But does the work need it? Which is an interesting thing to think about yeah, in, terms yeah. of taking, in terms of taking stuff away. Because, you know, you're devising or making work. Mm. And that's something that I'm sure everybody can relate to in the arts. Yeah. You've got all these ideas and you have to strip and strip yeah, and strip yeah, and, 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 yeah. be, and, you know, and be ruthless. But I, I'll always remember that time we were working together and Bridget and I had just met and we clicked really well and <laughs> having great fun. And we were having secret conversations <laughs> that you well I'm sure you know now but and Bridget was saying why doesn't he just make the work that he wants to make and and, and make it personal and, and I was saying I know why doesn't mm -hmm. he just you know yeah. but I mean you know we were there to help and to kind of yeah. facilitate and advise and, and all this but I think eventually you're you know um because sometimes that can be a hard thing to do to say okay I'm going to share who I am yeah in the work you know uh, because this is my my voice and my sent my these are my sentences yeah 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 it is and it's it's I, I for me it was about, it was about blurring the water you know and i and i remember lots of those because we were in we were in um oh what's it called uh, La, uh, lyra in edinburgh remember the the, the black yes. box room yes and we were we were in dance ireland and i i remember you know trying to really dig into the depths of what i wanted and trying to bring you but then also just just thinking they don't need to, I only need to communicate I don't need to bring them you know this kind this kind of way of working and things like entering I mean I was also doing other things like trying to make my work more theatrical because I've come from a very pure movement yes. history yes and I'm now interested in more theatricality and use of set and use of prop and use of voice and stuff so yes. and I had brought all that into ending because I was I was fired up with ambition you know and I was just like thinking at one point, this this is enormous, you know, this is enormous. This is enormous. And actually, we have too much stuff. And there was a couple of different things as well where it had it had actually, not that it had dragged on, but the R and D was actually over quite, excuse me, quite a long period of time. Mm -hmm. And I had changed cast. And there was, you know, I often think if I didn't have as many cast changes, would would I have stuck with what the original stuff was, you know? I remember uh, the singer um, Michelle O'Neill. Oh, yeah. I had I had cut something, and she basically just came up to me and was just like, "Why? Why would you cut that? Why? It was really good. I really yeah. like that. It's really old. It's really original. We we did that way back in the early R and D. Why? Why would you cut that?" Uh, <laughs> no. but, you know, when you're going, when you're going through the, that and you're swimming through those waters and you're leading all these people yeah. in. You know, it's funny what you said about ambition. I don't know if you listened to um, Michael Keegan Dolan's. Um, I did. I did. Yeah. He's had some really interesting points about ambition. You know, we teach our children to be ambitious. We teach, you know, you know, we should all aim. But maybe sometimes you don't need to. And 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 as you kind of alluded to there, to kind of just be true to what's what's there or yeah. what's bubbling yeah. up or what you really want to say. Yeah. 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 So I mean, for me, focus personal. Yes. You know. You know, there's a personal folklore for everyone, but that then feeds into, you know, the, the larger folklore. And so 
it's it's that way of my folklore isn't your folklore, but you're you're here to you're here to embrace my folklore in order to put my folklore on the stage. Yeah. But but it's but it's everybody else's folklore. So there's a there's a million things going on, you know. And it, again, it's like this massive web of connection across people who you know who who share who share commonalities in the culture. You know, people you know the like the Irish cast members had a very different relationship to what I was saying to the international ones. Yeah. You know, it's and interesting but, in itself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, because people, you know, they 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 got it. You know, and I suppose there was a little bit of, I suppose I felt a little bit more at home amongst the Irish people. But yeah. then I I had some other performers who in Scotland who I know for a very long time, and they're very dear to me as well. Mm. And I found myself being someone different with them. Mm. So there, yeah, it was very very interesting dynamic going over. It's all it's all well, a learning curve, Rob. It is. It we're is. Still it learning. Is. Yeah, I we're forever on it. Yeah, I think we'll be we'll be. You know what? Maybe that's what's so good about it too. You're always kind of something new is always. Yeah, coming. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd love to talk because I just watched yesterday um a video of the Traddies. Right. <laughs> you just tell us a little bit about the traddies yeah and i love yeah. the name and i love the the video clips that are on your yeah page. yeah so the traddies is I, I i'm coining this phrase reimagining trad and it's it's based it's uh, my work my work has my work is three pillars which is dance design and folklore and so the idea behind being it being that I, I kind of put all of those through a, a, a lens of futurism. You know, I like I like to play with like neon and metallic forms just to really reinvent this image that is presented, you know, mm. and this goes back to the color. So I work I work a lot with neon colors. Yeah. So people, you know, I, I, OK, I'm going to go on a tangent, but I'm going to come back. So I remember I, had, I was presenting a work in progress at Tanznesse in Germany. And I, I put it under um, contemporary folk was what I was saying it was, you know. And I remember chatting to this programmer and I was telling her about it. And she was like, oh my God, this sounds really interesting. Interesting, I'm going to come. And I remember she, she like a packed studio, like really wonderful, like Tanznesse, they, they, like they pile in the chairs, you can tell it's Europe and then people sit on the floor quick or, you know, lean against the wall, just, just find the space. And then we presented it. And then she came up to me afterwards and she was, she was so annoyed because she was like, you told me this was folk. And I was like, it is. She's like, it's not. It's where are the traditional dances? Where are the traditional costumes? Because I was presenting the rituals, you see, in a, in a contemporary context. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is folk. And I remember saying to her, I was like, this, this and I was very honest with her, this is the problem that we face. This is what I'm saying. Like, people consider folk to be static. It's really not. Like, folk, like it's of today. And this... This work is very much rooted in both the contemporary and the folk, mm. and you know, and again, it was it was like contemporary compositions, musical compositions, contemporary choreography, uh, contemporary colors, you know, but very much really honoring the folklore tradition of the rituals that we were doing. Mm -hmm. So this 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 blew her mind, and she and she was very annoyed and stuff. But I was very, you know, I remember going away with a going, no, I'm going to stand my ground with this. Actually, this is a really important conversation to have. Mm. So that was that that's that's the tangent. So basically that's what I'm doing with Tradies as well. So Tradies is a reimagining of the the straw by culture, the, the rain boys in West Kerry, because they have them, we obviously have them in Ireland, but they have them in Scotland as well. And there's a couple of different names to them in Scotland. 
through the different regions. And then there's one or two, there's some in um, across Europe as well that I'm looking at. And it's basically taking, taking the idea of what, what, what will that, the straw tradition that we all know, we all imagine the, the, the raggedy costumes and the, the, but the very structural ornate barley and straw um, intertwining. Mm. So my question is, what, what, what that gonna, if that survives to 500 years time, what's it going to look like? And that's kind of what I want to present, you know, this idea of metallic form, you know, synth music. I'm, I'm obsessed with synth music. So I love this idea of taking trad music and putting it through a synth machine, you know, and seeing what that would sound like, yeah. taking the steps, but not necessarily not replicating the steps, but actually just taking the rhythms. Yeah. And I would say like the ornamentation of the monarchs tradition, like I'm, I'm obsessed with that. I really enjoy the, the, the yes. ornamentation. And so that's that's something I bring in as well, because I think that's very easily adapted to contemporary. And it's something that people understand because there's swing and there's a weight in it. And these are all terms that you're using in contemporary dance practice. So the the, the tradies is, is a pop up work. And right now, because of COVID and this this was actually something I wanted to say in, in this this meeting in particular, because I've been I've been saying to people, I, I think folk is about to have a like a renaissance. Mm. And I think that the silver lining out of all of this is that when we think of folklore, folklore existed before theater venues existed. Mm. Like nothing, nothing has changed. If, if you know, like there's a real people used to go into like communities, people's houses, not that that's an option right now, but you know, it would, it was, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was outdoor. It was in like unusual locations. It was, it's ju it just wasn't in theaters. Yeah. And so we just, you know, tragedies is very much looking to that to be, well, actually, if you think about it, nothing, nothing has changed. We, we, we go into, we, we're, co we're conditioned to go into venues to, to absorb theater. And so actually folk, folklore was, was before that. Folklore was before venues and stuff. And that's what tragedies calls to. So it's basically this idea of it's, uh, there's four, four straw boys, you know, I call them straw boys, but we, they, they could be women too. So, yeah. four, you know, and I actually, I have, I have some fantastic female dancers that I've cast in this. They are phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but basically rock up and the straw costumes, this, this mass of like swirling costumes, rhythms from Irish dance, contemporary dance, bit of pageantry like uh, I'm working with costume designer who who you know incredible incredible vision of taking them really pushing the boundaries of the futuristic form of them what are they going to look like if you if you put them alongside synthetic materials and colors mm. and just taking you know again staying very loyal to what the, the, the Ren boys did yes but actually asking that question what are they going to look like in 500 years time and yes. you know if yeah what 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 would that be and looks so that, like great fun oh oh it's 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 definitely it's what did i say what's the, what was the question that i said it was like um where crack meets discotheque or something like that yeah yeah, yeah no it's wild I, i'm really i'm trying to push the push the boat on this one just to it, it was really, we did some r d in in scotland and that was that was like three three performances uh, or two in Scotland and one in Wales. And yeah, it was re really well received. I think pe people enjoy it. Pe and part of people recognize it. You know, they go, oh, this, this is, you know, st straw boys. It's certainly in Ireland, people recognize them immediately. You know, so there is that, that warm response. And so we're, we're building upon that. Great, yeah, great. Yeah. And just uh, kind of 
you know, I have to, I have to ask everyone at the moment that's on this podcast, because this podcast was born out of the fact uh-huh. that in a pandemic and we wanted to talk to people and, and, you know, kind of talk about folk, but what has, what has this pause, this end, because dancers are so physical. I was just thinking this mm-hmm. morning as well, you know, we're not only are we, are we physical beings, but we're also, you know, like in, when you're in a studio, there's nothing like bouncing physically, yeah, mentally, yeah. three or four of the people. What's that been like for you, Rob? Not doing that. Um, hard, yeah. definitely hard. I haven't, I think uh, two, two weeks ago was the first time in a year that I danced or I'd entered the studio. Mm. Um, and I haven't, I think very early on, I, 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 I suppose like very other people, I, I started to try and do, you know, my practice and my movements at home, mm-hmm. but it just, it just wasn't, wasn't possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually, I mean, as you know, I, I became a parent, so that was also, I, I've had a very different lockdown journey. Indeed. You know, I ha- it's, it's been, you know, I, we've been lucky to have had that. You yeah. Know, I've been, had him. Yeah. If he, children, it's, it's been again. He's kept us busy. Yeah. Um, but I, I just couldn't, you know, I did one or two online classes and stuff, and I just, I was like, mm, this, this isn't for me, you know. Yeah. But I mean, also, we were in a small flat in Edinburgh in the city yeah. centre, you know. Yeah. Space was an issue. Yeah. But I've just, I've kind of, I, I think, I think that this, the lockdown has given me space to think mm-hmm. about where, where I'm at, how to, how to regroup. I think the, the pause has allowed me to catch up slightly. Um, like we had, we, we were about to tour. We had, right. we had done the first two nights of a national tour when I that, I was lockdown hit. That. Yeah. Yeah. And I basically, I had to put everyone in, in the transport and we had to drive to the airport and get people on planes. So that was, that was surreal, you know, to have gone from uh, a big remount. Yes. And, you know, people arriving internationally to, we've got to get you home. And which piece, right, right which piece were you touring at the this, time? This was Endling. Endling. Yeah, piece, yeah. Piece that is Endling. That, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was like, oh, we won't be doing this for a while, I'd say. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I, I, I think, again, going back to what I was saying about like the outdoor work, mm. I, 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 you know, the, I, I remember pitching the idea for, for Tradies. And it'd been really warmly received and people very interested and you know, outdoor work would be a thing for a while now. And so I think it's about really leaning into the, like the outdoor folk traditions that they're, yeah. they're already there for the taking. Yeah. You know. And embracing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And is that the plan? To, so what is the plan for, have you future work coming out? Or? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I have, uh, I'm embarking on a series of choreographic labs. So there's there's one a month where I'm I'm getting people in and I I I um it's to work with my process being more theatrical. Mm. And I'm also I've also been lucky to have a bursary from the Arts Council. So I'm working on I'm getting some mentoring and I'll be coming to, to West Kerry for that, which is very exciting. It's again tying into the, the straw boys. Yes. Um and then the then the tragedies themselves. So that there's a version of that going on tour outdoor touring of Scotland this summer. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And then I have I have some R and D for a new work um towards the end of the year as well. So I'm I'm very lucky in this, you know, I'm 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 busy. I'm going to be busy. I think, you know, I've I've managed to to survive this yeah. very, very difficult time, you know, and 
looking to the future hopefully yeah, yeah the future the future is bright brighter lots of dancing outside yes please yes please yes please yeah okay well thank you so much rob that was a, a lovely conversation well of well of leather <laughs> lovely and uh i will hopefully see you soon in Kerry. yes yeah sooner the better bye joe take care you too Bye. Thanks for listening to our podcast, which was edited by Tom Hannafin. For further information on Robert's work, go to www.robheeslip.com. He is also on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. To find out more about Chiemsa and our new and upcoming work, head over to our website, www.chiemsatira.com. You will also find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Until next time, bye bye.